This girl is on fire. Yes, I want to break out into this girl is on fire. You guys, really, her story, her backstory, holy cow. It puts me in a state of gratitude for the backstory that I don't have, but also a state of empathy for the story that she does have and how connected we are on the joy factor, the factor of life that literally is overflowing from the inside out and the recognition that everybody's journeys are so different and yet so connected. I love Rachel Pastor for so many reasons. I love her for her motivation. I love her for her energy. I love her for her transformation. I love her for her expertise in fitness and nutrition. And she's an author like me too of an amazing book. And she's also a conference host. And so we obviously have a lot in common, but beyond all of those commonalities, there is this unique quality about who she is and the way that she shows up in the world. And she will light you up from the inside out when it comes to restoring your life, your identity when it comes to the mirror, but also more importantly, when it comes to your self-reflection without the mirror. How do you feel? What is your emotional state like? She is an expert in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. We talk about it in this episode, so be sure to check that out. And she is your go-to cheerleader and accountability partner. I know you're going to love her because I do. And what's not to love, you'll find out really fast. She has over 9,000 client pounds lost in her programming just since 2020, but she's been in the industry since 2008. So she is not a newbie to this conversation and anything that's holding you back, she wants to help break free. Rachel, I love you. And I'm so excited for people to get to know you today. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. All right, all right. I'm so excited to be here today with my dear friend, Rachel Pastor, and introduce you guys to someone who I've got to live life with a bit this past year, which is so awesome in such an intimate way. And we'll get into that conversation here in a minute. But Rachel, thanks so much for being here. Oh, wow. Thank you. I, I just, I'm like, this is incredible. Are you jazzed? That always makes everybody so jazzed. (laughs) The intro is amazing. For those of you guys who always just listen to the Fit and Faith podcast, you got to jump on live with us. Uh, There's quite a few of you guys who join us live every week. Kelly, we see you. So grateful to have you here. Um, But it's it's an experience. And I think that's what's so fun about it, more so than just having a Zoom conversation that no one gets to be immersed in, um, because we can really like sense each other's vibe a bit more. That's Mm -hmm. always a dancing way to enter into the conversation. So for those that don't know my friend Rachel, she is a weight loss transformation expert and she's a motivational speaker and trainer. She's a mom, a wife. 
She is the author of Unbleep, Bleep, Bleep, Your Fitness Mindset <laughs> and the founder of the Break Free Events and also a fellow masterminder with me in Mike Zeller's program this past year. And so that's where we've had the opportunity of really getting to know one another, both in our, our business struggles and our business successes and also just our, our greater desires of impact and, and honestly, each other's testimony. So I'm excited to be able to share all the above today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Let's jump in. Let's jump into the all the all the above. Let's go back to the backstory of Rachel Pastor because you've got such a cool, um, and I don't think cool would be the word you would use probably at the time, but now that you're on the other side of it, it's always like that hindsight 2020 where you're like, wow, look what I've gotten through. Um, so tell us a bit about where you came from. Yeah, well, um, my transformation story, I mean, I feel like we're all, all always in transformation, right? I would say we have pivotal moments in transformation. And um, mine really comes from my story of becoming a heroin addict when I was 15. Um, I was a ho- homeless heroin addict from the time I was 15 till 20. And um, that was the life I was living until my boyfriend who was my boyfriend that whole entire time, he passed away of an overdose uh, when I was 20. And that moment really was death or change for me because he was all that I had left. Really. He was all that I had left. I had, I hadn't talked to my family in years. I was homeless and um, really had no healthy relationships in my life. And so for me at that moment, I really didn't want to live. And I had already tried to change so many times. Um, But I told myself I was going to give it one more shot. Um, I sold this car that we would sometimes sleep in because we had sold most of the parts off of it. And um, I bought, I was able to buy a one way ticket to Hawaii um, from the sale of that. And I took what I had in a backpack and I hopped on a plane and I told myself when I got off that plane, I would never use again. And, you know, I wish I could say that it was that easy. Um, I can say that I have never used again since I got off that plane. Um, But it was a very long journey of uh, really just keeping one promise every single day. And that one promise was, if nothing else, if I did nothing else, it was just don't use. And, um, And really, that time, I could tell you, was the most painful time in my life, actually during that time, it wasn't the using was hard, but that transformative time when I chose not to use anymore was actually the darkest, hardest time. Um, because a time that a lot of people spent really learning who they are and, um, just growing up, right. I had spent homeless using drugs, covering up all my emotions. And so, I was really learning to, you know, what I enjoyed to do in life, how to have a normal conversation, right? How to do anything that anybody did on a normal basis, even to just cooking something in the kitchen, right? So I was just relearning life. And I spent a few years there doing that. Um, But during that time is when somebody introduced me to uh, going to the gym. So that's kind of where that that beginning story It's such a big one. It's such like a a big pill to swallow, but in the sense of knowing that like 
it's possible, but also just because I feel like there are so many people who are dealing with some sort of addiction, even now, perhaps even those listening and understanding that it is really just that simple and yet difficult concept of just today, just for today. And I think a lot of times, especially from a child of people who have been affected by addiction, I I can't understand it to the same extent to be like, just stop, like, just get over it. Right. Like it, it's fine. Let's let go of it. And aren't I more important? Right. And even for you, even isn't your life more important, but you come into this conflict of like, no, I'm not sure that it is. Right. And also it's just such a difficult battle, a battle between self, flesh, mind. Um, and so knowing that you then got to utilize the fitness journey to to release yourself even further from that old habit mindset, uh, I think is so powerful because body is such a huge part of our mindset as well. It's like mind, body, and soul integration. So talk to us through like how, how did fitness turn into this, this not only passion, but this change agent for you? Yeah. So, uh, my boss, I was working at this little shack in Hawaii. This wasn't, this was not the worst way to change my life. No, not at all. (laughs) Such a good choice. Such a good choice. (laughs) You ain't dumb. You ain't dumb. (laughs) Like, if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to go somewhere that's warm and warm all the time. Um, so, so went to Hawaii, had that was working at this beach shack and it was about a year after I was really into my recovery. My boss invited me to go to the gym with her. So at that time, I was really thinking when she invited me, I was like, this sounds horrible. Like people go <laughs> to a gym and work out. <laughs> That's awesome. but she was trying to lose weight and I wanted a friend. Okay. Um, and, you know, at that time, I, I actually had gained quite a bit of weight just through that first year of my recovery Because I hadn't, you know, it's not like I got into therapy and I started doing all these things. Um, So I really turned a lot of my addiction into food addiction. So I, you know, I had gained a lot of weight. So we went, we walked on the treadmill, we'd watch, we'd watch TV together and we just have great conversation. And so I just kept going back to her with her and doing that because I, I just enjoyed it. Um, And so Every time we'd go back, she'd, you know, she'd want to try something else and do something new. So I kept getting challenged to do more things at the gym. And I ended up in a cycling class, sat down on this bike. The minute I sat down, my butt hurt so bad. And I was freaked out out of my mind. And I was thinking, (laughs) what the heck am I doing here? I remember like so clearly the teacher turns off the lights, blasts the music so loud And everybody's just going and hooting and hollering and like the energy just starts flowing in the room. I can feel it right now. It's just like, you know, that moment. And, and I start pushing harder and harder and harder because I'm feeding off of everybody's energy. My endorphins kick all the way up. Um, I leave the class. I go get in my car. I'm driving home and I'm thinking like, I'm just, I have the windows down and I'm like, whatever, I'm in cloud nine, whatever this is. I need to show this to other people. I felt like I had found like a magic pill that nobody knew about. <laughs> like, why are people not telling other people about this? But it's just not the world I lived in, you know? Um, so that really became, like, I kept going back and and that really became my mission in life is like, all I knew was hurt people. Like, that's really all I had known for so long. And I felt like whatever this is, I need to show this to as many people as possible that became my mission. A few years later, I moved back to Colorado 
And I went back to school, started working in the gyms, started talking to anybody and everybody who'd give me a chance. I started teaching cycling classes in 2008. And from there, I just really grew in the fitness industry from, you know, opening my own gym um, in, um, well, I don't know what year it was, but I, I started working for Chris and Heidi Pell on ABC Weight Loss Edition. And um, they really like opened me up to the world of online coaching. And so um, I worked with them for a couple of years doing that. And then in 2020, uh, I ended up leaving them and starting my own coaching company and uh, really diving even deeper into something that really had opened up and become just so clear to me. So when I started working with them, I had spent years, okay, in the gym handing out fitness and nutrition plans, which is great, okay, that it really is. Um, but a pivotal piece, like a huge piece, huge piece was missing, and I didn't even realize it, right? I'd been watching all these people for so long be able to go in the gym and work out and, and um, you know, take on nutrition plans, but why couldn't they stick with it? Why would they stick with it for a little amount of time and then and then go back to what they were doing? Why would they lose a massive amount of weight and then gain it all back? Or why couldn't they get started at all? And the piece that really came into play when I was working with Chris and Heidi is how they would get people to lose, you know, over 100 pounds within a year and do that was a lot less to do with the fitness and the nutrition and a lot more to do with their mindset, Right. And so it really opened my mind to this and that became more of where I wanted to focus on. Uh, and so I did that. I really, I became a master of neuro-linguistic programming and that's really where I focus on and really helping people is understanding really why they're stuck, right? Why they're in this constant uh, yo-yo dieting, right? They go to eating under a thousand calories to cutting out all their carbs to doing this and that they do really good for a while. It's just this constant battle that people live in. And also this constant battle in their mind that they live in around really hating their bodies, really not, not even being able to look in the mirror, right. And helping them understand of where all that programming comes from, why they have those emotions tied to that, why they um, why they feel the need to almost work out out of punishment, right? They're so away from motivated in, in the area of health and fitness that it's destructive. So how do you shift that for people? And I can tell you from all my experience, it isn't just giving them another fitness and nutrition plan. The, you got to work on what's going on inside in order to create that change and, and really be able to implement anything else. And, and this is so true with really any component, right? Because I see this even in the business world all the time, having these conversations where it's not that they can't make money or that they're not talented or that their passion or pain point isn't something that should be a massive resource to people. It's just that they're in their own way. And we're often so often in our own way. And a lot of it is from a rooted trauma history. It's from the way we were taught or lack thereof. And so breaking mindset and also the NLP process, which if you want to just give my my audience a little bit of an insight into what NLP is, because to some that might feel like woo-woo or like, I don't know, I don't even want to touch that, right? But knowing that it actually does have a lot of um, positive traits that actually help in the transformation process. Let's tap on that really quick. 
Yeah. So it's neuro-linguistic programming. And really all that it's doing is going into exactly how our brains operate and working on rewiring and reprogramming into the emotions and beliefs and behaviors and habits that you want to be anchored into compared to the ones that you are. So from zero to 12 is when most of our programming happens. Um, however you grew up, maybe, you know, something that I hear a lot from people is, you know, maybe they grew up around a parent who was always constantly dieting. Um, they didn't have good body image themselves, or maybe they already were struggling with weight as a child. Um, I have one client, as her, you know, her first memory is her, her mom on the way to kindergarten handing her a slim fast before she went off to school, you know, and, and all of this programming starts to happen during that time. And so you're attached to a lot of um, beliefs, right? Maybe at that time, you already start to get into the beliefs that you'll always be overweight, or you'll never be able to lose weight, or that you have to starve yourself because you always saw your mom do it in order to be a certain weight, right? And this, I'm, I'm talking, this goes for everything in life. I'm just focusing more on the the health and fitness aspect, but this, you know, just like you just said, this this is for everything in life, right? So that's just the way that our brains work. It's the way that we store things. Every external event we have goes into our brain. And then just based off of what our beliefs and habits and values are, we make decisions, action, and results off that. So in neuro-linguistic programming, what we're doing is we're going into basically that, that root of when the external event happens, how do we attach a different anchor that's more in alignment of the life that you want to live, of your goals and your dreams and how you want to respond to that. So you get the action and result that you actually want. It's a very, very interesting and creative process, which is what I love so much about it because it actually helps us tap into like our childlike nature when we do the meditation or the processing of NLP. Uh, mm -hmm. And I always get so excited afterwards because I'm such a vision, like vi not only a visionary, but a vision leader, like a vision, somebody who if I don't have that creative sight, I, it's hard for me to even understand what they're saying. So if somebody was to ever take that, it's not my eyes. It's not my eyes at all. It's like this creative space that I hang out in all the time. Um, and so the pictures of the new anchoring is what has been such a safety net and security for me, even in trials and tribulations that I face right now is that NLP process. Um, so I really encourage people to, to really not only tap into Rachel's expertise in that, but to look into it if it's not from this particular space perspective that you're looking for. Um, but I also want to tap into this idea of like looking in the mirror. I just had um, 12 women in Mexico with us and it was an incredible experience. And there was this massive mirror in the area where we were all gathering kind of our safe space. And I had no intention of utilizing it. And I, I didn't really know that it was going to come and play at all. And a couple of times I ended up doing these incredible activities where one in particular, I had the woman standing in front of the mirror and I asked her the question. I was shaking. I was like, I was probably more nervous for the question response than they were because I knew how deep the question could become. And the question was just, how do you, what makes you feel beautiful in this moment right now? 
Mm-hmm. And everyone answered. And most of their answers were beautiful, even beyond tears and even beyond like they had to close their eyes a lot of the time and couldn't look at themselves in the mirror to actually process what that felt like. And then we looped back around and I asked the exact same question after going through this ceremony that we did. And some of their answers were exactly the same. It was like the freedom that they felt. But every single one of them never answered with what they saw in the mirror. And it wasn't anything on the exterior of their body that made them feel beautiful either. And so I'm curious, like as you were developing this, this passion for fitness and helping people to unlock and your, your version of break free, how did you help them? And how did you even understand that it was less about the mirror moment and more about that inside emotion and feeling? Yeah, well, I think it's just really knowing um, and going back to that work and understanding that, you know, what we see and and projected in the mirror is really all attached to what we believe to be, right? It doesn't actually mean it's true, right? That like that what you're seeing, but just really a reflection of what is kind of what you're struggling with inside, is that, does, is that answering your question? No, it definitely is. And I think that it just circles back to that like root concept mm-hmm. so much, right? And understanding that it's the hard work, it's that heart work mm-hmm. rather even than the hard work because people can even get exteriorly really fit. And there's a whole chapter in my book about like being that skinny, mm-hmm. right? And people have this perspective that just because you're lean or skinny or quote unquote in their perspective fit, that you are healthy. And Mm -hmm. that is also not true. And so understanding that everyone's version of health looks really different, but it does ultimately all lie from the inside. Yeah. And to your point, you know, I'll have people who anybody else were to look at them, be like, they have literally no weight to lose or like, what, you know, what are you trying to work on? Because to, you know, to them, that's what they're seeing in somebody else. They're, you know, they're seeing, but to this person that they're looking at, they're never satisfied because they haven't done the inner work. Maybe they're, they've only worked on, you know, the way that they look on the outside, but they're struggling so deeply within that when they look at themselves in the mirror, that they're not seeing what you see. They're seeing really their struggles within like they're, that's what they're seeing reflected back to them. And so they're, they're always unsatisfied and they feel like the only way to fix it is to constantly be fixing their body. But what they really need to be fixing is deep inside. Yeah. And I think that that stems to perfectionism. I think it stems to comparison, all of these pieces that are very like outwardly, even achievement driven. Um, People can get so fixated on the fitness realm of achieving, of getting the certain weight and getting the certain medallions or getting the certain awards. And meanwhile, there are other things that are so broken. When you talk to that concept of alignment, which is a huge part of what our show has been about since day one, um, how other than the mindset piece, are you helping people come into like that awareness factor and really break free? Yeah, well, It's, it, it truly is awareness of everything. You know, it's awareness of every single thought that you have and how you make it, how, how it makes you feel and really getting in alignment with your, your goals and your dreams, getting all of that, your actions, behaviors, and the identity you're stepping into every day 
in alignment with those goals and those dreams. So, so often people want something in their life, but they continue to wake up and they don't, they're not acting into and being the person that they need to be in order to create those goals and those dreams. So it is a ton of work on that. In fact, I will tell you so many people start working with me and they're like, you know, cause they, 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 you know, they came to me for a body transformation. Yeah. They want the pants size. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> 100%. And, and here I am, I'm like, all right, we're going to start. I have them start going through the work and they're like, well, what am I like goals and dreams have to really, cause I'm asking them all their goals and their dreams and they're like, cause I want to dig out everything. And they start doing this work and um, we start recreating them into the being this identity. And I know at first they're just like, what the heck does this have to do with me wanting to be a size six pant, you know, has everything to do with it. You know, it has everything to do with it. Well, and I think what's, uh, this is a perfect example as well as like at the end of this retreat this past week, I was so tired. I was was just telling you this at the beginning of the show before we were on live, I was exhausted. I was so depleted. And yet every single day I was showing up at max capacity. And at the very end, everyone had already left. I was the last person to leave the house. Um, the gal who was still in the vicinity who lived there, she said, I, I've just been watching you and I am just, I don't understand how you do it. Like there's, there's so much that goes into this, every detail, every minute you're on, you pour out into every single person. And she's like, like, what's your answer to that? And of course I'm like, well, God, of course gives me the endurance and the strength. And I said, honestly, if I do not prioritize my mind and my body, there is no way, no how that God could even use me to be a conduit because I would be flat out on the floor. I mean, we were ATV, we were swimming, we were, you know, zip lining. But in addition to things like that, we were just, you know, encircled in tears together and running up and down the beach at one point, or there was just so much happening that had my body not been in a state to be able to sustain it. And my, my time of how I practice my food intake, my intermittent fasting, what goes in my body, the fuel component, everything that you teach is so critical to our dreams because if you're trying to do something bigger, better, braver, and your body can't take you there, at some point you're going to fall really, really short. And it might be short that you're in like a hospital bed because mm-hmm. of wow. adrenal fatigue or whatever. You just said so much right there. I mean, <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. I think, you know, so often we do not put in the, in the importance of our health until you know, we're in a place where our health, it's our life is threatened in some way because of our health, right? Um, But really being able to live your life out and really live, you know, building your business or whatever you want to do in your life, doing that all out really comes back to truly taking care of yourself. And that's, that's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, like all those elements are so incredibly important. And, um, you know, they're often the last things that we put in place because all we want to do is go, 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 work, 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 do, 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 right? When we should step back and really think about, okay, just having, setting aside that time to pray and sit and be quiet and take that time to really feed ourselves good food and move our bodies. That's going to benefit us way more than it is just to keep going and going and going. 
Yeah. And I think that there's this whole like conversation around self-care and self-love and people thinking it's selfish, or if they're not on that side of the train and they're just like, I don't have time for me because everything else that's in front of me. Um, how do you feel? And, and I know my own personal answer, but how do you feel this you know, genre of importance is playing into the relational aspects of your day to day, whether it be with your spouse or your children or even the people you serve? I mean, like a thousand percent. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, hello. (laughs) I mean, for me, it's hinging points, right? We all have hinging points. And, you know, like, just imagine that your door is opening and closing smoothly. So I just want everybody to imagine that you have no more than three hinging points, but these are the things that keep you on, right? And so when one of those is off, just like it would be on a door, the door is not going to close smoothly. You just don't feel right. Life is feels chaotic and and off. And so for a lot of us within those hinging points, if not all of us, is something that feeds our soul and brings us to that place of like, you know, feeding our health, whether it be like journaling or meditation or that prayer time, working out, whatever it is, it's you feeding you. And that really does keep those hinges on. Um, And we all have them. I love that analogy. I haven't heard that before. It's really good. And just the visual of it again, love the visual learning. I think that there's uh, another like component to this conversation because you went from addiction and heartbreak into a place of like health. And how much did you feel like you shifted from food addiction into fitness addiction? Was that ever something that you had to really like fine tune? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, the interesting thing about addiction is that addiction doesn't go away. We get addicted to different things, right? So um, it's really where you put those addictive behaviors. Um, And for me, it was finding in things that fed my heart, my soul, and in what really lifts me up in life, because you can be, you can, you know, you can put that in those areas. Um, and it is that slippery slope of like, okay, it transferred to food. I didn't even realize it was transferring for food. It wasn't, it wasn't until I was about 80 pounds heavier than before that I was like, wow, something like what's going on here. Right. That's often what happens in addiction is like, it'll shift into something else and it won't be into your long into it that you realize, wow, what got me here. Right. And it was a similar into exercising, like, you know, pushing myself in the gym, really wanting those endorphins and feeling like I needed those endorphins in order to feel my best. Right. Um, and, and that has been a process in itself of really coming to a place of doing that work with inside of me, um, where I don't need the endorphins. I don't need the exercise in order for me to feel good right? I do it because it feels good. But more than anything is because I love my body. I love myself. And me being happy and healthy benefits me so much and everything and everyone else around me. That's more from a place where it's coming from now. But I love the question because not a lot of people talk about that in where our addictions shift to. Yeah, it's it's uh, just something I've noticed and I see all the time and something I have to be very conscientious of with addiction running in my family is like, where am I putting that energy? And oftentimes we're doing it in places that, quote unquote, feel good, but they're actually suppressing even still the real raw emotion, even if it's a healthy thing mm-hmm. to the exterior world. 
And so I'm um, just really always cognizant of it. And I'll find myself on a rat wheel for different reasons and be like, wait, is that really what I want? Right. Is that really what I need in this season? Uh, especially when there's other things that are going on in my life. And I think when I all comes down to it, really the, the spiritual side of things, the emotional side of things, I'm always going back to like, relationally, where do I stand? Because my relationship in with God is even above like spirituality in that sense. It's the same if, and, or, but right. But also like with my spouse and my children and myself is like, where am I? Where, what do I feel when I look in the mirror? And it's not about the exterior flesh, but just like, can I look myself in the mirror today? I love that you brought up integrity. Like, will you stay true to the promise that you've made to yourself? And it's so much more than just skin deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, that in itself of, you know, a lot of people in any type of addiction that they are in, and you, you already hit this home, but you know, we're having emotions. We're suppressing those emotions with whatever this addiction is. Right. Um, through my journey, allowing myself to really just feel those emotions and not feel like I have to cover them up with anything has been so incredibly powerful and also extremely painful because I've had to um, <clears throat> sit in an, in almost what it feels like an empty room and just allow those things to come and not reach for anything to stop it and just let it be, you know? Oh, like it gives me stomach pains thinking about it because it's so true. And honestly, like alcohol was one of those things for me. Shopping became one of those things. Food has been one of those things at certain times. Exercise has been one of those things. And so that sitting with emotion and actually like just trying to extract those places of of that initial trauma. It really goes back to trauma for me. It goes back to trauma. It goes back to shame. Um, and those are things that aren't anybody else's fault all the time, uh, but it's just societal. It's, it's your house as you grow up. It's just all of these different inputs could be even thinking of my kids at school. Like I want to like control everything for them so they don't have those feelings, but it's just, it's going to happen to them too. And so to just be aware of it and to just sit and then to learn how to communicate through them, I think was probably one of the next hardest places of, I can recognize it. I can sense the emotion. I can name the emotion, but then how do I communicate that emotion and either eradicate it or get it to a place of this is, this is a part of me. And therefore, how do I deal with this? And what does this trigger feel like? And this is like a really expansive conversation that's, we're talking about fitness and nutrition and our body, but it's really our entire being is what we're talking about. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, that really is this conversation. That's why I always say when they start doing the work, I'm like, everything you're doing right now relates to this journey, you know? And, and I will tell you that I, I mean, I, I would love to know exactly what the percentage is, is if the amount of people that do struggle with something health related, like through body image or through their food, or just in, in this aspect of their life, I, I would, imagine it's very high. Yeah, very, very high. And just being in a space, you know, with a bunch of women often and, and recognizing what those trauma points are, it, it all is affected by our body. 
mm-hmm. in one way, shape or form. And our body is affected therefore because of it. And so whether we're carrying weight physically or mentally or emotionally or not, it's something that we have to find out that alignment factor is what helps us release the weight. And really knowing that oftentimes when someone comes into the awareness of themselves and they come into that physicality and they do get those positive endorphins, the weight falls off. Like the physical weight just, it doesn't make sense to people. How is this possible? What supplement are you taking? What diet routine are you doing? And it's like, it's actually none of that because your body actually stores weight and it stores stress Mm -hmm. in such a like terrific way. That's horrific in and of itself, but that's why people get sick to the state of death because they're holding on to stress that isn't intended for them to be carrying. Fit and Faith Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even the entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it. You know, why are you holding on to that weight? Really, where is that from? I will tell you, a lot of people that come to work with me, they're like, I don't even understand why I am holding on to weight because, you know, I'm, you know, they're, they're like, everything's peachy king. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's a lot more to it than that. But things that people just don't talk about, first of all, um, or no. Yeah. It's, it's like that, um, Pandora's box or the, the, um, caterpillars that you stuff inside of those cans. And then when you open it up, like 20 of them fly out, it's stored so tightly to the point that even sometimes your memory has erased from the traumas. And that was what happened to me for so long. And so just really wanting to encourage people to take that time to sit with you, to go through that NLP processing, to go through the type of of fitness and nutrition health journey that you're taking them on is unlike what I've heard of. I was a personal trainer and nutrition coach for years, about six years. And I promise you, I was not aware of any of this at this point. I didn't have my spirituality at the time. It was very much just like, here's what you do in the kitchen. Here's what you do when you go out to eat. And here's what you do in the gym. And I was like a little tiny version of self. I hadn't had kids yet. I'm like, how can I even be a trainer? I feel like women need to be a certain age to be a trainer. I hadn't even fluctuated. I hadn't even experienced babies. And here I am training these women who have had multiple kids. And I'm like, oh, just get rid of the mom pooch. It's not a thing. (laughs) Oh, heaven. I'm sorry to all of you women (laughs) who were my first trainees. Now I have a lot more empathy, but I also have a lot more knowledge. And I think that, you know, that's the part of always transforming, always becoming that we talk about. 
Mm -hmm. Um, We're always looking to break free. Nobody is free until you're on the other side of heaven because there's bondage on the side. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I've totally been there too. I mean, handing out fitness and nutrition plans and no, you know, just one size fits like just, just eat this. And, you know, and that is something that is so important to me. And when I'm working with somebody is because I do do fitness and nutrition with people, but it's coming from a much different place now of really finding sustainability for people and knowing that not one size fits all for people in nutrition, really understanding their relationship with food. And ultimately, you know, I don't want people tracking food their whole entire life and doing all these things. I want people to have a healthy relationship with food and um, understand what that even is. Cause I will tell you, most people don't even know what it is anymore to have a healthy relationship with food. Um, and then also working out, moving your body, you know, just doing what you love, moving your body from that place and not, you know, telling you, you need to go to the gym seven days a week and work out for 60 to two hours a day, you know? Um, no, let's, let's do things that are going to fill you up and not tear you apart. You know? Yeah, I mean, completely. And I think that's one reason that sets you apart as well, Rachel, is if you guys go and follow her on Instagram, which you must do, uh, she's so fun and she's so full of life and she's so energetic, but she does fitness in its own way too. Like it's not straight to the, like, it's not like here, this is the only thing. This is the only regimen that works. And I love that about you because you explore like your body and you explore dance and you explore, you know, hit and you explore cycling and all these different places. And I think that that's, what's really makes you different than the traditional trainer. Um, And that's really not even what you are. So I definitely think speaking to yourself from the understanding of being a speaker and an expert and a transformation expert rather than even just a fitness coach is is spot on and i know that's been a journey and just like the evolution of what do i call myself we've all been there right like what do people need from me but at the same time it's so much more than what they think they need yeah well i still need to go out to my gym and get on my t-rex with rollerblades on come on (laughs) (laughs) do it do it i can't wait to see the reel i do i'm like that looks so fun it was it was very hard it didn't last very long but we got it on video i love adventure i think adventuring is so much more fun than going to the gym every single day yeah i agree Rachel, how can, how can people come obviously into community through coaching with you? Do you have any new programs that you're about to launch or new opportunities for them to partake? Yeah. So I'm launching experience transformation right now, and we actually open enrollment for that this week. Um, so that is a small pod, uh, coaching program that I'm doing. I only open it up four times a year. Um, and so that's going to be happening. Um, and the other way that people can really just start working on all this and really start bringing it into their lives is through text message with me. I send out uh, weekly reprogramming meditations and then also daily, um, you know, fitness mindset motivation. Ooh, I'm not even on that. I got to get on that. Where are you yeah. hiding? <laughs> Yeah. So that, I mean, I absolutely love doing that because it just fills my cup, like just being able to share those things. And then it's so quick. So people just open it up and then they see it and it's like, you know, they, okay. Kind of changes your mood for that. 
I love that as a quick affirmation or a quick tool. So you guys got to get on that. All of her information. I'll have to add the number. I don't think I have that um, for the show notes, but I will. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So they would just text join to 970-442-5848. All right. Did you guys hear that? 970-442-5848. Five eight four eight. So there it is. Join and text the word join. Awesome guys. Well, it's been a pleasure, Rachel. I always love spending time with you, and I get to do so in just a couple days again at our next mastermind retreat. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a blast. You guys are also going to see a a fun reel coming out. You'll get to see this energy live and in person. It's so fun. So stay tuned on our social medias this week. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful to break free alongside you and help others do the same. So appreciate all that you do. You're incredible. Thanks for having me on. Love you. Love you. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout Scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.